Hello, I am Zoe Leibovich, and this is the Climbing Business Journal podcast. At CBJ, we aim to inform, connect, and inspire those who work in the climbing industry. Today, I'm speaking with head coach Jackie Pettit to cover everything from her experience coaching a variety of levels, some highlights and challenges of her career, and the importance of educating coaches in the industry. Before we begin, I'd love to give a shout out to all of our sponsors. Without them, this podcast and CBJ would not be possible. So thank you all so much. Vertical Solutions leads the evolution of rock climbing gyms through their passion for climbing and tangible artistry. They proudly produce walls, floors, and holds from multiple brands and offer consultation. Through superior craftsmanship and unparalleled aesthetics, Vertical Solutions pushes the boundaries of what a climbing gym can be bringing exceptional projects to life from start to finish. Learn more at vsclimbinggyms.com. And also, Butora has been building comfortable, high-performance climbing footwear since 2014. New for 2023 is Butora's take on approach shoes with two new models, the Moose Eye and the Hexa. Both are great for approaches and route setting and will be available soon at butorausa.com. My name is Jackie Pettit. I've been in the climbing industry for, geez, I think like about 15 years. And like you said, we we go way back and, uh, you know, coached you when you were a little teenager. Yeah, I've been coaching youth athletes for a pretty long time. And I'm starting to really get into the side of educating coaches on how to be better mentors, leaders, and managers. So I know you've worked with kind of a broad spectrum of climbing abilities. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience, everything from coaching kind of recreational teams to some of your experience working with the U.S. team? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear just a bit about your last 15 years in the industry. Yeah, totally. So um, I started climbing and coaching at Metro Rock in Boston, which is where I met you. And I felt like I had like a pretty good uh, mentorship opportunity there and that I worked with Josh Larson and Dave Wetmore, who are unbelievable coaches and setters. So I feel like I really got like a good base there in learning how to work with competitive rock climbers and and get a lot more of the technical aspects of climbing and understanding that. And so there we also did recreational programming, um, adult programming. I ran a all women's uh, climbing program, which was really, really cool. Then I moved out to Stone Summit, which is in Atlanta. That is where I really started to understand coaching at a high elite level, working with a lot of the athletes that are competing at like Worlds and uh, went to the Olympic trials and things like that. So I felt like I had a really good opportunity and feel really blessed to be able to have like assisted in, in helping those people develop in their, their coaching. Worked with Claudio Vedulescu and Jackie Goodoff at countless uh, training camps out there. So really developed for the the competitive aspects of things. So you mentioned these training camps and how you worked with these kind of high-level athletes who went to the Olympic trials. Can you tell me a little bit about the training camps and how that differs from just like regular team practices that a lot of, you know, regular climbing gyms run just on a yearly basis? Totally. So the training camps that we would run, we would run like a pre-world camp and then a pre-national youth camp. And those honestly were like some of the biggest joys of coaching because it's basically like all of the highest level coaches, in my opinion, and athletes 
coming together and trying to really be strategic in the way that we're helping them because, you know, we only have them for like a week or two and we're not trying to get them stronger. We're trying to get them to be more mentally tough, to be more efficient and be more strategic in their comp climbing. So it promotes different types of challenges in coaching, which is really, really cool. And then we set really specific boulders, routes that will mimic what they'll be seeing at those bigger events. So it's really cool to see them kind of get their competitive edge and and compete against one another. And and these are going to be the people that they compete against also at big events. So I think it really helps the kids and adults just learn how to compete under that pressure. Seems like such a rad experience. Um, You mentioned like some of the challenges as a coach, like what are some of those challenges that you incurred at those camps that maybe you hadn't faced before that you hadn't anticipated? I think one of the big things that can be a challenge is you get a lot of these kids that come in that you haven't worked with before or, or adults even, and you have a very limited window to get to know the athletes and make them feel comfortable to, you know, accept your feedback and and feel feel value. So I would say that you have to be pretty skilled in in understanding and adapting your coaching styles so that you can give the kids or those adults what they need so that they walk away feeling like they're ready for their event. And of course, working with different coaches and learning how to work with people you haven't worked with before. So it's definitely an interesting fast-paced environment where you have to kind of put all your skills to really. So did you know what coaches you'd be working with when you arrived at these training camps or was it kind of a surprise to you? I think at this point, I know most of the coaches that I'll be working with, but certainly in the beginning when I was newer to these these camps or just to the climbing industry, not knowing definitely made me a little nervous of just like, who am I going to be working with? Do I measure up? And I would say just from talking to coaches in general, you know, I I think we can talk about that later as far as like not measuring up. I think that there can be more for coaches to make them feel um, more confident in their abilities. I think that that could be from, you know, basically having different like climbing credentials as well. But definitely like going back to the camp, not knowing can be can be challenging, but also very exciting. And I also just look forward to those opportunities because then I get to learn new tricks and new ways of of going about things from other coaches, which is really cool. So did you ever like take some of the coaching strategies that you learned at these camps and apply them to your youth team now? And I don't know if we mentioned this before, but can you give us a little bit on like where you are now coaching and, and who you work with? Yeah. So I would say I definitely utilize different pieces from different coaches and even just I would say as my coaching style has developed, there's been just different things along the way where I've been like, oh, I really admire that about this coach and the way that they approach things. And so it's just helped me have an education for my own coaching, which has been really, really cool. So I'm at Mesa Rim now, which is a really fun place to work. They take care of their employees, have nothing but good things to say about them. I'm in Reno, which has been really cool because I haven't lived anywhere where I could climb granite before, which is like a whole new thing from Sandstone. And it's a small program, which has been really fun to watch it grow. And just even teaching the parents and the athletes, like what the world of competition looks like. And I've only gone from established teams. So I've been really excited on this project of really developing a program and and seeing it through to be what I want it to be, which is really, really cool. On that note, like, I don't know if you had to call out like three 
major elements or contributions you've been making to Mesa Rim to help grow and develop that program? What would those be? Well, I would say the biggest one at this point, um, I I think that there hasn't been a lot of coaching education for the gym. And so I've been just providing a lot of consulting for a lot of the head coaches for all the Mesa rims on just how to go about doing things, uh, how to structure things, how to make sure that your coaching staff and your athletes and parents know what your vision is, which seems pretty straightforward, but sometimes it can get kind of lost and how to be a good leader and mentor to your coaches and to your athletes. So I'd say I am a pretty big resource that way. As far as my team goes, I think because it has been such a new team, it's definitely been how do I get the parents and the gym to have more buy-in towards the world of competition climbing because comp climbing is obviously so different than commercial setting. So it's been a fun challenge of trying to figure out how do we make the gym be a place where I can train the kids in comp climbing and how do I make the members want that around, which I would say overall, that's like a big challenge for a lot of gyms. So it's been really cool to figure out ways to make that work. What are some of those ways? I'm curious. Yeah. So something that we've been doing during drills and on-siting, those can be big areas where members can be really irritated when the when the children are around right so we've been doing um we'll do like an announcement and we'll like basically allow the members to join in or participate in like whatever training activity we're doing if they'd like to or if we're doing like a technique session they can join in if they'd like to and that's been really healthy in creating this like buy-in with the members of like oh they're doing like a really cool thing we can be part of it And we do that also with on-siting. Like sometimes we'll do some just like fun, like on-site drills and we'll let them participate in those as well, just so that it's not them and us, which is really, really cool. I think that's great and super important to the gym, I'm sure too. One question I had for you, I know there's a lot of kind of adult programs now too. Do you coach any of those or help run any of those programs? So we have an adult training team um, and then we actually have a pretty big personal training or like private lesson base for adults, which has been really cool here. I would say that predominantly at my previous gym that I worked at, it was all youth athletes almost exclusively. So it's been really cool to see so much interest out this way. And I'm not sure if it's because there's a lot more outdoor rock climbers here, but it's been really, it's been really fun to be able to work with more adults and just to kind of be able to switch that gear of working with youth versus adults and just the way that you go about approaching things, which has been fun. And I can imagine you probably approach, you know, youth athletes or youth climbers who are in the USA climbing circuit training for these very specific types of competitions. And then these adults who really just want to get better um, at rock climbing. Um, So kind of how do you differentiate the programs? Is it like starting from scratch with the adult program? Um, Or is there any overlap between the two kind of coaching programs? Yeah, I would say that in general, the cycles of training can be quite similar unless I'm working with someone individually and then they're telling me what their goal is and then we can create a training system that works towards that goal. But I would say for the group training specifically, I try to mimic the comp seasons, if you will. So for example, the adult team right now is in more of a boulder phase. So we went through like a strength phase. Now we're in a power phase and we'll be moving into a power endurance phase, which is pretty similar to what our comp team is doing right now. 
with obviously just like the addition of a lot more coordination style movement and those aspects that they're going to see at bigger comps. So I'd say there's a lot of overlap that way. And is it your same coaching staff coaching the youth team and the adult team or how do you divvy up your coaches? So I feel incredibly fortunate. I have some different coaches that are highly accomplished outdoor rock climbers. And it's been really cool to have them available to do with the adult team because a lot of our adult team members have a lot more outdoor interests and do a lot more crack climbing, which I personally do not have any skill in crack climbing, but I do have a lot of people that are incredibly talented in that area. So we've been able to kind of cater our adult training program a little bit more having coaches with those expertise. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And so one question I had is you obviously work with such a broad spectrum of abilities. So what are some of the key differences in your training plans or programs when you're coaching kind of this higher elite level and then more recreational climbers? Like, do you use the same exercises and kind of lower the intensity or is it a whole new set of exercises? So I would say for us, specifically with our youth programming, we have three tiers of recreational teams and then we have two tiers of comp team technically three tiers but we have one that has like more add-ons essentially with private lessons and such but for our rec programming the reason we have the three tiers is that we have three different age groups essentially so basically the differences would be on those like the seven to nine year olds like their main focus is fun and being safe um, so I would say like their, their biggest thing is like, can I belay safely? Am I safe in the gym? Am I respectful to the members? And then having fun, just rock climbing. And then the second tier of rec team would be like the foundational technique pieces. So using your big toes, like understanding, um, flagging and pivoting, straight arm climbing, just like the more foundational climbing terminology. And then the third tier, they're starting to learn um, a little bit of foundational training. So that would be like your very basic core exercises, like how to do a plank, push-ups, pull-ups, and then also some basic climbing technique. And then it just moves up from there. And our goal is just basically have a program available for all experiences levels and also just what the kids want to get out of it as well. Because I don't know about you, but if I'm not really wanting to do comp climbing, then I might not want to be pushed in the same way. Uh, So definitely having that variety is super helpful. I think that's awesome. Like I love how you mentioned having fun just because obviously, you know, I've been climbing for almost 20 years now. And I think I've even seen so many people burn out who did the youth circuit so intensely for so many years. And I think like making sure having fun and focusing on kind of what gets you stoked is a super important Mm -hmm. part um, of climbing and just, you know, having it be something that these kids or adults can, can do forever in theory. Absolutely. I think like, I would say something that I've just noticed for me personally, and I don't know, I wouldn't want to speak for any other coaches, but throughout the years, I feel like there was a, a bigger push in developing the coaches or sorry, the the athlete's physical piece in climbing and doing a lot of training. So doing a lot of training modalities versus um, climbing specifically. And so I've really, really made the switch of having it be like 70% climbing and like 30% training. And making that switch has really, really helped 
keep kids psyched and keep kids like rock climbing. Cause that's, that's my primary goal is I don't really like, I, of course it gets me great satisfaction to see them perform at their best, but I'd like them to have longevity in the sport and you don't have longevity by just like, you know, sending people down the roller coaster of, right. of uh, training and then, and then that's it. Right. A hundred percent. No, I think that's awesome. I would say as well, just kind of going on that note, like, I mean, I'm sure you remember as like being a youth athlete as a teenager, I feel like that's like where we see the biggest drop off in teams. And I think it's just really important also at that time to like create more autonomous athletes Um, and having the athletes have more freedom to make choices of like what they should be doing because they know their bodies. So I think that's like something that we've been incorporating more too. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think I have specific memories of me and another team member at Metro Rock in our defiant age of like 14 being Mm -hmm. told what to do and going to the gym. And at that point in our lives, we just decided to take a rope and go sport climbing instead, completely ignoring what mm-hmm. our coaches said at the time. And I think like being able to cater to that and not, I guess, write that off as like poor behavior is so awesome in a way because, you know, we we're still climbing and climbing because we loved it. But I, yeah, I think that's awesome to give kids, especially at that age, the kind of freedom to pursue the sport how they want. And obviously like being there to help them get to where they want to be. Yeah. And I think it also like, I would say another piece of that would be, you know, they've been they've been going through the motions, listening to the coaches talk about training, understanding training, doing the training. And so I think what a gift to then be in your teenage years and be able to, like, start facilitating some of that. So, like, for example, if we're in whatever cycle, I'll, like, get the older kids together and be like, all right, what what exercises do you guys want to see? in this upcoming training cycle, what do you think would be appropriate? And it's really cool to see what they've learned over the time period. And if they can't come up with things then I'm not doing my job right, you know, so, um, so that's been really cool, too. That's awesome. And I think that probably creates a sense of kind of mutual respect between you and the kids. And, and I just think that's super important. One question I had for you. So obviously, you've been in the industry for a while, and I'm sure it hasn't all been rainbows and sparkles. So I'm just curious (laughs) if you can like point to a time that was super challenging for you as a coach, either from a managerial standpoint, um, some difficulties managing a team you've had, or with the, the USA Climbing coaching system, or even just you as a coach or any particular challenges you faced um, in your own coaching career. Yeah. Oh, man, loaded question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, where do I you begin? You can take a second so, if you need. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say, like, one of the biggest challenges, I would say at being a female in the coaching industry is a little bit challenging on being heard by your peers. Um, I would say that that was, like, a pretty big challenge for me in my past coaching jobs. And so it can make you feel unconfident in what you're doing, honestly, if you're you're not really being respected that way. So I'd say that that was a really big challenge on, on navigating that. And I don't feel that way now, which is really great. I have a really great community, really great leadership team here at Mesa, and I feel very valued, which is really, really cool. And then I would say the next thing would be that there's not really any climbing education, right? It's I feel like we put people in positions of coaching. It's like, oh, you've been climbing for a while. You'll probably be good at coaching, which I don't know. That doesn't really translate, right? Like I've had plenty of coaches that are excellent that don't climb really hard. 
And I've had plenty of coaches that climb really hard that are terrible coaches, right? So, so I'd say climbing education, are we putting the right people in charge of youth climbers? I mean, it's a big responsibility. We're, we're developing, I mean, personally, we're developing like the way that they interact with the world. Like we're, we're developing them as people, right? So are we putting the right people to be in charge of youth climbers? So education, and then going along with the education, there's just not really any resources for coaches to become good like mentors or managers of youth programming. I mean, I've been put in head coaching positions quite a few times and I've learned through trial and error, um, which I wouldn't you know, recommend for everybody, of how to be a good manager. And I think it's just assumed that you will be if you've been coaching a long time, which is not is not the same thing. So I think that there could be a lot more information out there or resources um, to give coaches what they need to be successful. And I would say that, unfortunately, unless you're managers of gyms for the coaching department, if they have not coached before or don't have experience coaching, they also don't really know how to facilitate being helpful to these coaches or these head coaches. And so it can be a kind of like an isolating feeling as a coach, not knowing what you need because you don't really know what you're supposed to do. And then, yeah, your management not being able to know how to help you. So I'd say that there's a there's a big, big, big need for that. You think there's like an element of like proactiveness that really helps you out? So like what are some like proactive measures some of your coaches have taken that have been of a huge help to you? I would say that creating an open dialogue between your coaches and the head coach, making sure that that's available. Because even if you aren't 100% sure what you're doing wrong, if the coaches feel like they can trust you and come to you when there's issues, then that can start to help navigate what needs to change, what needs to be better. I would say also a big piece would be you might know the vision of what you want your team to look like, but maybe no one else does. So I would even get your coaches together and be like, all right, what's the vision of this program? Like, what does that look like? And if they can't tell you that, then there's, there's a there's a missing link there, because how is that going to be translating out into the program? So getting really clear on what your vision is, like, what you want it to look like, and then making sure you have the follow through to do the things that will create that vision to be a reality. Just circling back quickly. So you mentioned kind of this need for education. Um, I know Mm -hmm. there's a fair amount of that in the setting world or it's getting better. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm curious, we were kind of talking a little bit before we hopped on the call just about your vision for that. Can you speak at all on some of your ideas um, as to how you think the industry could facilitate that kind of education for coaches? Um, like I, as I had mentioned to you before, I'm I'm uh, working on creating a consulting LLC essentially for for kind of what we're talking about, and with the end goal of hopefully potentially working with USA Climbing and creating a education system um, similar to what the setters looks like. So, you know, instead of just having these L1 and L2s, which is essentially just the separation of how much money you're paying. paying um, for their actual credentials that go with these things. And I think this overall is going to make the climbing industry better and then also make the coaches become better paid. 
because right now it's like, yeah, you can go apply for this head coaching job, right? And like, what are what are the things you've done besides experience based things that makes you certified in this job? And there's not really anything like that out there. So I'd really like to try to make something happen so that coaches can get what they need financially and educationally. And I think that helped too, even just to set some like standardized kind of levels and guidelines. So yeah, there's maybe a, a more fair distribution of pay and it's like maybe becomes a little less arbitrary in the future. That's awesome. Well, I wish you luck with that. And that would be a super important step for the industry as a whole. So awesome. Well, I guess as we kind of wrap up here, I'm curious, do you have any tips for um for people that want to get hired as a coach, what would your advice be to those people? Ooh, um, wanting to get hired as a coach. Um, I would say like one of the biggest things, if, if we're talking interview right now, like I would say a big question typically asked is like, why do you want to be a coach? Make sure that you have that ready. I, I can't tell you how many people I've had say, I want a free membership. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so make sure you have a clear, a clear understanding of, of what you, why you're wanting to do this. I would say like working specifically with youth athletes, like if you don't enjoy working with children, this is probably <laughs> not going to be the job for you. I mean, it, it takes a great deal of patience and, and compassion and adaptability and, and things aren't going to always go your way. So just expecting that. Another piece is like checking your ego. Like I think there's a lot of ego in climbing, a lot of ego in coaching. And like, if you really approach coaching as this, like, I'm here to learn too, you're just going to see a lot of gains in your ability as a coach, but also just in the rapport you're going to have with the athletes and the athletes you're going to create, right? Like you don't want to have egotistical athletes. You want to have humble athletes. So uh, just keeping that mind as well. That's super mm-hmm. important just from my eyes yeah. too. I mean, when you're that age, you look, you know, like you're like, I looked up to you guys as, you know, my mentors mm-hmm. outside of climbing too. <laughs> so I think that's a super huge part of it that maybe gets overlooked. Any tips you'd give to managers who are looking to hire a coaching team? I would say that once you've figured out what you want your program to look like, how many participants that you know, what your goal is for each of those programs. Um, That'll help you figure out, you know, how many employees that you need. And also just like the caliber of coach. So, you know, do they have competitive experience or are they going to be more of a recreational coach? I would say also with that being said, I think that recreational coaching can be kind of overlooked as as like, oh, you're just doing the rec coaching. But it, it actually takes a lot of skill to manage young children and wild children that are not necessarily focused for for competitive climbing. So hiring the right people and it, it does take the right people. So be willing to, you know, pay people well to to go into those roles. I would say another helpful tip would be hiring a, a recreational supervisor or whatever you'd like that to be called. Um, so someone that you oversee that deals with your recreational teams, um, your recreational programming, and then your recreational camps. Someone to offload that to that has passion in that direction so that you can focus on the overall program and then the more competitive side will make you have so much more freedom to do your job well. And just working on that delegation is going to be really helpful for you as as well. I think that's awesome. And I think hiring good people is a huge part of that. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jackie. This has been awesome to catch up briefly um, over this podcast. Um, yeah, I think, you know, you have a lot of wisdom to share. I can attest to that. We work together, coach and and student for probably 10 <laughs> years. And I really yeah. learned so much from you as an individual, as a climber. Yeah, and have infinite respect for you. So if you're listening to this podcast and you enjoyed it, check us out next time. Share it with a friend. We really just kind of want to get the word out, you know, to the industry, share share knowledge um, as much as we can. And uh, that's about it. So thank you so much for your time, Jackie. Thank you, Zoe. It was so much thank fun you. talking to you. And if anybody ever has any questions, um, they can reach out at Flow State Climbing Consultant at gmail.com and I'd be happy to ask answer any questions. Awesome. And actually real quick before we hop, is there anyone you'd like to give a specific shout out to that's kind of helped you along your path or yeah, anyone at all? Absolutely. I would say that I would give a huge shout out to Keegan Dimmick, who has been a great mentor um, at Mesa Rim in developing me as a leader um, and manager and has been in really supportive in seeing all the things that I, I want with my program at the gym and willing to take risks with me at the gym, which has been really cool. So thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening to today's episode with Jackie Pettit. If you like what you heard, share it with a friend and check us out next time.